0: The Pro Wrestling Stories Podcast. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Stories Podcast, where we transport you to nostalgic moments of wrestling's past. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get them. And follow Pro Wrestling Stories on Facebook, at Pro Wrestling Stories, and on Twitter, at PWS underscore official. If you want to add a t-shirt to your collection, boy, do ya! Stop by pwsts.com, 10% off your order immediately, Corey, if you use the promo code PODCAST. That's it. That's simple. What is that noise? What could it be? Sounds does familiar. Sound excite you? Uh, I, I don't know. Depends on no, which promotion it it's anybody? with. <laughs> yeah. I'm Chris Toplack, He's Corey Rivard. When we hear that noise or when I say the name Raven, quote, then Raven nevermore, I would imagine the thoughts that pop into your head do not include many, if any, WWE memories. What are your thoughts on Raven in WWE and what you remember from him?
1: Well, WWF memories. I remember Johnny yeah. Polo very clearly. Yeah, uh, 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 I believe that uh, something missing in wrestling today. The Quebecers, Focus right? Focus on intelligence, you know. Yeah, the Quebecers, and Johnny Polo was an intelligent guy. They had him on announcing, and he was he was a great announcer. He Just, was by far his most successful run in wrestling came under the character
0: known as Raven. And after fighting
1: fun- for birds, apparently.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, because of the flamingo. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. What is it? Who knows? He's like I was going to be Robin, but it was going to conflict with Batman and Robin. It's going to be weird. (laughs) Yeah, there's never been a has there been a Robin? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think it would go so well. But of course, (laughs) as we know, we probably associate him way more with ECW and WCW as well too, which should not be overlooked. By the way, he was on the Revenge video game, which was still a shocker to me. I think one of the producers or somebody who was shooting the wrestlers that day. I think one of the kids was a fan of Raven, so the dad actually put Raven on the video game because I, I forget who's on there, but I think it's like Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and you see, maybe it was Goldberg or DDP, and then you see Raven, and you're like, one of these things is not like the other.
1: <laughs> that probably helped his career a little bit. Though. Oh, I gotta, think so. Like, uh, you get to be put in that mix, you know?
0: Yeah, I remember the game. That was one of the first times I ever saw him because, as we both know, we were essentially WWF guys, but I was getting you, into WCW at that time, of course, flipping back and forth during the infamous war.
1: Did you, did you have Johnny Polo memories or good Johnny Polo memories or any at all? <laughs> Barely any. I just know that he would run
0: around. I know he was great on commentary, as you noted, very articulate and intelligent. And of course, I just know that he was Johnny Polo dressed in like weird gear. It felt as though he was going to go to like a beach party and have a cocktail. He yeah, was, was dressed like up.
1: Cornette had his tennis racket and he had his polo sticker. Blubber. <laughs> I I not I don't watch a lot of polo, but uh That would hurt. Hammer? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do know I would not want to take a shot of that. So, yes, he found his <laughs> success mostly in ECW and WCW. So, fans were excited when he finally came back to WWF at the time as Raven, but Vince McMahon and the powers that be, they had different plans. Speaking of WCW, before we dive into this, I want to know if you've heard about the time Raven quit WCW. It's an amazing story.
1: I've heard a little bit, but I like uh, like it coming from your mouth, I'm pretty sure. Well, I appreciate that.
0: So the year was 1999, and things were going downhill in a hurry for WCW. Anybody who has watched the product would attest to that. If you don't, wear some glasses. They will help you. There was a Mm. backstage meeting that was held, which reportedly involved... Every superstar. So, this was basically the come to Jesus there. And Bischoff essentially made it known that if any contracted wrestler was discontent with their position, they could simply leave. Legitimately, Mm. just get up, walk away. The only person who got up out of their seat and walked out was guess who? None other than Raven. He went back to ECW. He joined Tommy Dreamer as a tag team. They won the tag team championships. Then he went to
1: WWFWWE. He did seem to have a way with getting himself removed from uh, Federation uh, in, in general. Seemed to be really good at that part.
0: <sighs> That's true. So with that being said, Raven in WWE, where did it all go wrong? Author. Let's find out. Andy Smith, editor, JP Zarka.
1: Raven's WWE debut, debuting at Unforgiven in the year 2000, Raven came to the aid of Taz, who defeated Jerry the King Lawler in a strap match. No build for this arrival. There weren't (laughs) any vignettes. Raven just appeared, gave Lawler a DDT, and then left. He would start teaming with Taz after this encounter, ditching the, quote, the Raven Nevermore catchphrase for, what about me? What about Raven? Raven which, to be fair, did get a reaction from the live crowds. I guess. His pairing with Taz would be short-lived, and they would go their separate ways by end of 2000, when Raven would move on to the hardcore division. Your
0: favorite, by the way. And Mm -hmm. I think we should note that that feud between Taz and Jerry the King Lawler in 2000, I was not a fan of it, personally, because Taz... With all the the build, when you think about it, the human suplex machine from 97 yeah. to 99, there was perhaps nobody more believable. You bring him in, it's very underwhelming, and then you say, hey, and you're
1: going to feud with Jerry the King Lawler. How about that? He, he been, had Taz been on commentary at all? In the no, at not that at that time, time. So the, no. They, didn't even work, they couldn't even work that angle in. Okay, that, yeah, that's super weird. <laughs> that's it was. Really it was
0: basically weird. Jerry Lawler. This was in real life just saying he was small. He was a midget. His words, not mine. That's basically what he was saying. But Jerry Lawler was not that much bigger than Taz. So, really, all the insults were
1: falling short. Yeah. No, no I don't pun intended. Really have, uh, I don't have that big. <laughs> good one. I don't uh, have a big uh, issue with this debut, though. I don't understand the. There's not always vignettes. It's a surprise, it's a big, it's a shocker. You no know, i don't know what the what the problem is here i, I you might not feel the same way but.
0: i i did not love it basically because i was a big raven fan particularly in yeah. ecw but also wcw so for me yeah i mean i've seen far worse keep that in mind but they yeah. could have made this a heck of a lot bigger so we're actually going to watch it's only about a minute long you can follow along on youtube we're going to give it a grade a fair grade <laughs> Ooh, unbiased okay. grade and of course, yes, a traditional system. So we're not saying I'm giving it an X, an X oh, are we, for excellence X X or numbers. Uh, we'll we'll do like A's, letters like that. A's, A's. So B's we'll go with letters. A. Okay. So this <laughs> is uh, if you want to look it up on YouTube, you'll count us down. We'll play it at the same time. We have great success playing YouTube at the same time. Not so much the network, which is fantastic, <laughs> but it's Raven WWF debut, Unforgiven 2000. That's how you can find it. Uh, follow along with
1: us here. Count
0: us down, Mr. Corey.
1: Absolutely. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So here we go. are yeah, setting the stage. So oh, he just enters the ring. Lawler, Lawler has. Okay. Jerry does okay, not know. Raven is behind him. But everyone's excited. Look at that guy in the front row. He's having a heart attack. This is working.
0: I'm not saying oh, it works after this. Even but it flow right DDT now. and the pose. Ah, yeah. not that. Yeah, what's wrong with this? I think at We're, this point, though, too, Raven and like at Jerry Law, Jerry Lawler gets locked in the Taz mission. Jim Ross is basically trying to yell what? at the referee. Hey, this is what just happened. The ref obviously not yeah. paying attention.
1: Yeah, and he passes and, yeah, out in the
0: Taz mission. He's
1: out. How do you have to touch all four corners? Is that not? Am I wrong? Ah, that would have been meant. the Russian strap match. Uh, Oh, oh, wrong nationality. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at least he beat Jerry Lawler. That helps. Didn't he lose at SummerSlam or something? Right before this, I think? He lost to Jerry Lawler or something? Uh, I believe he may have.
0: A lot of this I try and purposely blank out of my memory. I'll be completely
1: honest (laughs) with you.
0: So uh, if we had to, just judging on what we saw for that minute and nine seconds, I know that Mm -hmm. it was short-lived, he enters the ring, hits the even flow DDT onto yeah. Jerry the King Lawler, strikes a pose, leaves right at, yeah. out in the crowd. What would you give it as a grade?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, listen, this, that's how it's done. That's how you come in and do it. I don't know. I'll give it a I – because mean, I'm, I'm scared to give anything higher outside of a B. I'll give it a B plus. That's not it's bad. It's fine. It comes in. It does what they always do. I'll give it – What, what, do, you, what do you got, buddy? Uh, what are I'll you giving give- it?
0: Maybe like a C plus, maybe like a B minus at most, but probably C plus. I would so sit what's there missing
1: with, here? Is it just because he's doing it while Jerry Luller's in there with a bright yellow uh, suit and looks like an idiot, or what's the <laughs> problem?
0: I think that is an issue, but I also believe though as well. So Raven debuting and going after somebody with all the respect to Jerry, maybe a little bit more important, substantial, an active wrestler would have had more impact jerry was going to go right back to the booth after this so to me and you know i'm always about this kind of booking where's the payoff here yeah
1: yeah yeah and was there a payoff do they keep a little a little i think they kept a little feud going there for a little while but even then
0: so you have you have the loner raven the loner taz and of course (laughs) they don't need partners naturally let's put them together why not
1: all right good point you're right it's downgraded to a b then Raven, makes sense could have started better but it was exciting to see him you got he still got the exciting aspect there like, to, whoop, see, to see to see
0: him over there was very important because towards yeah. the end of ECW we knew it was going to burn off and die unfortunately it, we saw the writing on the wall i know when i was watching yeah. it it just wasn't going to happen so yeah. raven joins WWE or WWF and of course it opens just a whole world of possibilities in terms of all the individuals he could face. How about, say, like mm-hmm. a Stone
1: Cold Steve Austin or
0: Rock or You're somebody a- else, right?
1: Start strong, of course. That is that is the missing ingredient here, really. But, but maybe they're really trying to emphasize that look, he's going after this ECW legend or he's going to help out his ECW legend buddy. And look, they're coming. The ECW people are coming.
0: I don't know. Already starting to slowly plant the seeds of an invasion. Of course, this was a little bit before that, as we know, Unforgiven 2000. It wasn't until after March when they were purchased of 2001 did we really start to see the fruition of the invasion angle. So even then it was a little premature, but still I would have had a lot more bang for my buck here with Raven quote-unquote debuting or redebuting under the name raven hey jim ross
1: is pissed at him too so there's a little there's a little <laughs> uh, feud with jim ross too He's a legend
0: that's true so we you have, have raven that. in the hardcore title i can't wait to get to this one because it's your favorite title of all time can't Make, wait to get this one over with. <laughs> making his he entrance laughs. to the ring with a trolley full of weapons Raven was quite successful. Literally, it's just like a shopping cart full of weapons. It was ridiculous. He won the hardcore title a record 27 times, although he reports the number is 39. Shame on us.
1: Right. There's probably some that just happened in a bathroom that weren't
0: reported. (laughs) Our truth is a 36 time 24 7 champion for the record, by the way, Corey. What an honor both
1: of those uh, reigns are. Hall
0: of Famers. Hall of Famers for that hardcore championship. Mm. And despite an appearance as Johnny Polo, the manager of the Quebecers, that was at WrestleMania 10, by the way, this was really, Mm -hmm. he got his first in-ring experience on the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania 17, which, by the way, the biggest and arguably the best WrestleMania of all time.
1: Chris's favorite, am I
0: right? Yes. your favorite? Yeah. What about you? That's up there.
1: It's hard for me to take anything outside of like the first uh, 10 because uh, I'm just I'm, I'm running a nostalgic podcast here. That's true. My nostalgia goes farther nine. Further back. Number nine. Your favorite. Oh, right. <laughs> I was going to bring up number nine. Yeah. But right. he did There's... square off, though,
0: in a triple threat match against two pretty big names, both figuratively and literally in Kane mm-hmm. and the Big Show as a triple threat match kane would ultimately win this encounter which again doesn't seem to be u- utilizing kane or the big show very well that they're competing for the hardcore championship
1: yeah. no the hardcore championship just feels like a, a demotion in your wwe career i'm it, sorry it would be for me i'm sure people are fans do i get more money probably not <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get the championship of a of a worse thing i don't I know f-
0: i failed to see the perk here i failed Could to you see- imagine if
1: if we got down we could only discuss the hardcore belt chris that would be a downgrade. Oh, boy.
0: So, if you recall, Kane kicked Raven and the Big Show off the stage. And then Kane hit a diving leg drop off the stage onto Big Show, pinned him one, two, three, new hardcore champion. And apparently, he's a daredevil in the process as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, that just kicked in. Kane the daredevil.
0: He hit a triple a moonsault finish. off the stage that would make the Young Bucks jealous, and he pinned Big Show one, two, three.
1: Of course. It it does look good, but, you know, copied many times since. That's true. But, you know, it looked all right.
0: Have you ever heard about this? This is where it gets really weird. So that's already strange enough. That was very early into the WrestleMania card, I believe, only about 45 minutes in, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. So it's worth noting that this show almost went off the air. I'm not joking. <laughs> it came close to a disaster after Raven drove a golf cart into the electric feed box almost cutting the broadcast feed. Here's what he told Fightful, but I ruined the greatest spot in the history of WrestleMania. I don't know if that was the greatest spot in the history of WrestleMania, yeah. by the Easy way. But yeah. C. V, we were supposed yeah. to be driving in Big Show's choking while I was driving. And I was supposed to drive all around the building with Kane behind us in hot pursuit, which already sounds like
1: <laughs> Benny yeah. Hill. Uh, but what
0: happened <laughs> At least was. We wanted to picture that. That's yeah. true. So what happened was there was a fence that looked like a wall fence. So I thought if I drove into it, it bounced off. It would look cool because I was getting choked by a 400-pound guy. Then I hit the fence, didn't get back anything, and I just fell off the curb. But the best part is that I came within millimeters, wow, Mm. of turning off the power in the entire building. One of the crew members came to me and said, do you have any idea how close you came? You were within millimeters of running over the cables that supplied power to the entire building. So Corey arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time was nearly knocked off the air within the first hour by Raven. Could you imagine we, the panic are, that are, would are, set in?
1: Are we supposed to believe that one plug is in charge? One little plug setup is in, is running this whole show? Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. WrestleMania is canceled this year. <laughs> I want to <laughs> plug something. It's over. I don't know if I buy that. I, I don't know uh, if I buy it either. Plan.
0: It, yeah, I would say if you don't have a disaster recovery pa- plan or some kind of contingency plan in place for the the grandest stage of them all, everybody deserves <laughs> to be fired from your crew.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, again, this is kind. Of, this one kind of sets the stage for golf cart hits throughout time. We're, we're still getting them. Sammy Guevara, <laughs> in the golf cart hit still to this day. So this is maybe this maybe this was the most important moment in WrestleMania history, oh, you geez. think?
0: I, I can't believe that he's saying this is one of the biggest spots. So let's it? go back in time. Let's see Austin drenched in blood as None. he crawls up and he Nothing. you know pushes up and he passes out in his own blood. This surpasses yeah. that. Well,
1: that's ridiculous. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. It's. A, I hate these matches, or you know, whatever. Some of them are fun, or whatever. The cameras couldn't even keep up with these guys. You couldn't even see where they were. It, was, yeah. it just seemed like a ridiculous disaster. But uh, you know, let's uh, let's move on. I'm sure that's not the last disaster of his career. Am I right?
0: Mm, let's find out.
1: Let's find out. After WrestleMania 17, Chris Raven would become a member of the WCW-ECW alliance to try and take over the WWF during the infamous Invasion Angle. Other than his turn, he wouldn't do much of significance well uh, well with this group. Uh, Just before the Invasion pay-per-view in 2001, he was the victim of a squash match Uh against Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is undoubtedly one of the greatest wrestlers ever, and there's no shame in losing to him. That said, this was a hardcore of match, of course, Supposedly the very kind of match Raven is supposed to specialize in, and he got run over in two minutes. Followed by Angle continuing the assault after the match. How could Raven even be taken seriously after this? And you wonder if if Angle's taken out his uh, long history of—I think he he didn't like Raven, or he, Raven like pissed him off from because of a, a crucifixion match or something. Do You know anything about mm-hmm. this? I do. So it was,
0: this was back, I believe in about 96 or so. So yeah, it was Raven and it was a a crucifixion of the Sandman. Kurt Mm Angle was on commentary and he walked out. So basically here they have the Olympic gold medalist. And and I think it may have been 97. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about wrestling after that. He's like, F you, you insulted me. I never want to talk to you again.
1: That didn't go so well. And then Raven yeah. had to
0: issue a public
1: apology in the ring as well. Oh, so he's obviously a religious man. So now here he's he's getting his revenge here. <laughs> I guess Eating so. He about his own game. the cool.
0: The other thing I have to ask, too, is do you think that the creative was just, listen, he's dressed in like a grunge type style. Let's just make him a hardcore champion. Let's make him a hardcore guy. I mean, it's obviously,
1: that's as far as they thought. Yeah, yeah,
0: because he, he comes from ECW. But if you watch his matches, there's a lot of psychology behind them. And he likes to tell quite the story in terms of having it long and drawn out and a lot of character development. So he's not necessarily just, quote unquote, a hardcore wrestler. There's a lot more substance behind Raven.
1: No, I, I honestly do think it was kind of a an automatic demotion. they were kind of like, eh, I don't care. You, know, you hear a lot about him maybe not being so liked. A lot True. of people say that he's kind of an unlikable guy. Even people that like him. Outspoken, kind of yes. him as, a, as an unlikable guy, kind of like uh, Kevin Nash even said. He's like, most people don't like this guy. He just comes across that way. I, mean, I guess he's a smart guy, but uh, yeah, doesn't come across well. I mean, I've also heard some nasty-ass uh, back background to those eventually. But let's move on with his fruitful WWE career. Here comes the highlight. We'll oh, call this... God. The feud with Perry Saturn. Reunited
0: with one of his former flock
1: members. hmm And it goes wonderfully. Oh. Here we go, Chris. Let's do it. During this time, Perry Saturn had Terry Runnels, who I do love, as his on-air manager and girlfriend. She was great. She was great. In every iteration of her, she she was a great person to have around all that time. I agree. Uh, Saturn, Saturn was in the middle of a storyline where after taking a knock to the head, he fell in love with a mop named moppy which he believed was alive similar to wilson the volleyball in the film cast away sometimes i can't believe what i'm reading (laughs) let's move on this storyline went over well with the fans and it led to a face turn for saturn terry Reynolds clearly not happy that saturn was spending more of his attention on an inanimate object (laughs) told saturn to choose between moppy and her when Saturn chose the mop, Jesus. it infuriated her. We're both smart guys, right, Chris? Can you believe what we're reading and have ex- and 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 feel passion for? We have I passion I for feel like I took a knock to the head after hearing yeah. this. Yeah, this is a de- this is a demotion for both of us. Anyways, all right. When Saturn chose the mop, it infuriated her. She would leave Saturn for Raven, who helped her enact vengeance on Saturn by stealing Moppy and feeding it to a wood chipper. Oh man. Oh, the classic wood wood chipper bit, huh? Yeah, the old Fargo maneuver. As Raiden was, Raven, called him Raiden. Uh, (laughs) As Raven was feeding the mop into the wood chipper, The chipper didn't work immediately, made for a few moments of awkwardness on television, which he kind of plays off pretty good. He does. Uh, You could also hear Raven making a squealing noise as he pretended that the sound was coming from Moppy. (laughs) This would be Raven's only meaningful feud during his run in WWE. How do you think he felt about this? Do you think he loved this thing? Or did he know that the writing was on the wall at this point? He's like, what is this? This <laughs> uh, is where I am.
0: I mean, depression certainly a word that comes to mind that's real. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. depressed uh, for him. I'm hearing that thinking if that were me, now. I would have just yeah. walked out. I would have pulled a yeah. WCW move and said, fuck this. I'm mm-hmm.
1: not going to be here anymore. Yeah. You know what, Chris? This should have been a drinking episode. Because this, oh, this is just... This is hard to read. I, buddy. I'm
0: sitting here drinking water and I'm thinking this was the wrong time to drink some H2O during this, where I feel borderline brain dead during yeah. that proposed storyline. And who was the genius who came up with this, by the way?
1: Someone who hates him, I think. <laughs> Clearly. Bruce Pritchard. I mean, there's, really, you know, people say Bruce didn't like him and. Who knows? Yeah, but here's knows? the thing this is this shows the
0: immaturity. If you don't like somebody, if they're not a fit, <laughs> if they're not a cultural fit, if they're not meeting expectations, yeah. fucking fire them. Do them a favor. Yeah. Don't keep yeah. them around and toy with them.
1: That's well, that makes you way a bully, basically. Constantly, that's how they get the revenge on people throughout time on national television.
0: Well, remember yes. with even Bret Hart, here's a great example, not to go back to him, but I remember he brought this up of Vince saying, you know, so okay, so let's say you stay. I want you to lose Deshaun to Michaels for the next year. He's like, "Well, why the fuck would I stay? Like, you're burying me for an entire year." Yeah, good deal. Okay, yeah, not I, so bad. I'm out. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do. That'll do. So, are we even? Are we going to actually watch this? The murder of
1: Chris? Are Moppy? you gonna make me watch this? We're not in the same city. I can't even egg your house if you make me do this.
0: <laughs> I, I'm. I'm debating this highly but i think we need to torture ourselves subject ourselves to this uh terrible creative as we witness the murder of moppy so we're gonna watch it if you want to follow along it's literally called raven and terry reynolds murder moppy that's it Uh, there's only a thousand views with good reason most people have steered clear of this disaster
1: i wonder how many we're adding by advertising this god
0: so are you gonna count us down and we'll press play here
1: this feels like the countdown to my own demise. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Ready, Chris? Yes, and, let's do and it. And fans who are probably tuning out right now. I'm just kidding. You love this, right? <laughs> all right. Let's do this, Chris. Three, Car crash, two, television. One. Go. Here we go. So. Right. Oh, flapping wings. <laughs> Perry Saturn's flapping his wings. That's a good start. Terry Reynolds. Wow. She's letting oh, it all hang out there. Geez, uh, oh, boy. I love her forever. She does not. She says bras are optional. Uh, exactly, like like uh, like a good career for Raven. We're not committed to it. This oh. is
0: very sexually suggestive too, because she said it's between my legs, and then she points down, and there's Moppy sitting there staring up at her. Mm-hmm. There is a mop with a face on it. And Terry's upset because Perry chose Moppy over her, and she's basically claiming you could have had us both. Raven looks like he's an auto mechanic. <laughs>
1: He's got goggles on, like uh, like the movie. Can not hardly wait. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, you know the yeah. Okay. So I do like gonna, I do like the dreads. By the way, it's a different look for him. Absolutely. No, he looks almost cool. Is the shirt's kind of a Hawaiian situation though, which is Guy Fieri
0: would enjoy that. Shirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's pushing him through the wood chipper.
0: Okay. It's this is not going well. So he literally covered Moppy with duct tape. It's not going in. He's making the noises. saying, Yeah.
1: I mean, this is better than if it just went in smoothly, really. Okay, and
0: now Moppy is being murdered at the hands of the wood chipper. I can't believe they filmed this live, by the way, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was an option not to do that, too. Yeah, this is
0: the one time where I would think, yeah, something more cinematic could be fitting. Oh, they're going to a replay? We're going to uh, they're watch we're, the replay? are going to watch the replay. Moments well, ago on Monday Night Raw, Raven duct tape moppy
1: pace. threw him in. Holy hell. Do they I, skip the part where it doesn't work? Oh, they want to show Perry's point of view maybe? Yeah. <clears throat> I can okay. see Vince going, show his face, damn it. Show his face. Yeah. Look at this Travis. This is
0: even worse the second time around.
1: Can we go back to Terry? <laughs> if want to watch this. Perry Saturn is shocked, appalled, uh, emotionally this distraught. Is- yeah, this is one of those times where those people that like that they, they, that you tell that you do things with wrestling, they they think it's stupid, and then you do this, and you're like, maybe they're right. Maybe they've been right the whole time, because this is ridiculous. Perry's Perry selling it though. Uh, you can't tell me you
0: had nothing better to do with Perry Saturn, who was a great yeah. technician, a very aggressive wrestler, very believable, in great shape, and Raven again, somebody who possessed a great character, microphone abilities, psychology. This is the best that you have for both of them?
1: It's just constantly wanting to bury non-WWE product, right? All oh, the time. It's ridiculous. Even from this point. Yeah, well, thanks for making me do that, Chris. Uh, yeah. Can if you, I don't get a Christmas card in the mail, memories? I understand why. Yeah. No, don't open any package for me for a while.
0: So basically, the only thing that we could say that was noteworthy and enjoyable of that was the fact Terry Reynolds was not wearing a bra. That was basically... I will a- admit,
1: I, I will likely watch that again for that
0: <laughs> So... Uh, a year on sunday night heat the hits just keep on coming <sighs> at this point wow. raven was wait, rarely wait. seen on television yeah, yeah. It, so you're you're yeah. meaning to tell me that after that amazing segment you had nothing <laughs> better to do with this man no, so yes uh, rarely seen do, on wait, television
1: i do have a quick question, quick question though sure. you are the most committed to watching wrestling man i've probably ever met in my whole life did you how many episodes in total, you think of Sunday Night Heat you ever watched. You the biggest fan on, on the planet. Not
0: joking, probably like a dozen
1: ever. A, do, a dozen. Now you're I'm I guarantee you that's in the upper echelon of, of heat watchers. And uh you want to have entire storylines in that show with great guys? It's amazing.
0: It's Makes incredible. no sense. I mean, and no. this was also a time where it was airing at very weird times, obviously. There were some channels that got it, some that did not. This was obviously far before the days of streaming services. So you can actually put main event on Hulu or the WWE Network, and people could stumble right. up across it. Obviously, if they have right. it in the schedule. But here, I mean, you had to go out of your way to watch Sunday Night Heat, right?
1: I think I remember having to choose between this and Eliminate, and eliminate one every time. If you remember Eliminate,
0: <laughs> barely cool.
1: no. Blind Date, all those shows. Oh
0: yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh man. See, so yeah, back in these stuff. days, I probably would have tried to watch, you know, some of the cartoons on Fox. I mean, Simpsons had gone downhill by that point. But Futurama, I think, may have still been around. And King of the Hill may have still been around. So some of those I would have watched. But I, I would ser- have
1: chosen an infomercial over this, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, anything with Billy Mays. But uh, yeah, Sunday exactly. night, he just wasn't doing it for me. So he's rarely seen. Then in March of 2002, which sometimes it shocks me that he was actually around that long. Because things yeah. just went downhill in a hurry for him. He gets I mean, drafted to Raw. He gets drafted to Raw in the first brand extension. We remember that quite vividly. That was a big deal, but I barely remember Raven being drafted to Raw. I'm sure WWE said, within good reason. They did not want it to be remembered.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sounds like they're doing this on purpose. So,
0: oh, it gets better. He would have another short, hardcore title run. And this was also while he was doing commentary, which, by the way, keep him there. He's great on commentary. Exactly.
1: Exactly. He's amazing. Again, they they don't underrated. want to focus on smart guys, you know?
0: So he was doing that from time to time on Sunday Night Heat. You could have kept him there. Maybe eventually moved him along on a SmackDown or Raw. If he did a serviceable job. And then he had a loser leaves Raw match against Tommy Dreamer, where, of course, naturally the stipulation was if the loser is you know loses the match, they have to go spend a year... On Sunday Night Heat. I've never heard of this stipulation before. Basically, it's it's saying, we know you're going to lose, and we're going to punish you, but we're going to tie it into a match. Yeah,
1: it's like a career-ending match, but except you have to stick around for a while after and watch your career fall even further. This
0: is like being on life support at this point. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So Raven loses the match, and it's off to Sunday Night Heat for him. Ratings galore. So. As bad as it was, there was some good that came out of this, Corey. It was an opportunity for Raven. He was given creative control, and justifiably so. It's not like many people are watching the show.
1: And it was inspired by the film Seven, which I believe you've seen with Brad Pitt. One of my, probably in a top 20 situation here. I love Seven and would have loved to have seen this played out.
0: Yeah, so a great psychological drama. I enjoyed it too, where he would really show examples of people's weaknesses and compare them to the Seven deadly sin so already i'm very intrigued by this he was essentially the puppet master and he was utilizing sunday night heat as his personal playground which again to put a pause on that for a second bravo that's and that's all from raven 100 yeah
1: of course of course he's playing the john doe character from seven that had i known that was going on i might have actually watched an episode of heat to be honest but you don't even know because it's not being referenced on the good shows anyway so We've watched that anyway.
0: So one of the most notable segments, by the way, too, was during a sketch and catering where he offered a man $500 to eat a sandwich that he had just stood on. So the guy <laughs> yeah. named Mike accepted the challenge, ate the sandwich, and then Raven proclaimed that this showed greed, which, again, if you've watched the movie Seven, really ties in quite nicely.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's cool looking forward to the rest
0: yeah and where does it go from here well guess what it wasn't long before this storyline was aborted as wwe management felt that quote it hadn't gotten over well enough on fucking sunday night heat (laughs) shocker you knew that was gonna happen that's horrible feedback so you're meaning to tell me that vince or bruce or whoever was in charge of this said you know what raven even though nobody really watches the show even though it's a bit of a throwaway and you're owning it, it's not really getting over.
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, did anything get over ever in the history of that program? That's one of the only I things
0: I remember about Sunday Night Heat was this. You Really? Yeah. So you
1: actually do have memories of this, I, right? I
0: actually do because I remember years later watching segments, but at the time catching a few and I always enjoyed Raven. And I thought, ah, oh, good for him. He's doing something. Basically, he's trying to make the best of a shitty situation. That's the way I saw it at the time and still to this day.
1: I mean even that's that storyline, <laughs> look he's on raw and he has to he has a storyline with a mop he goes over here and he has right. an actual storyline that I would watch but missed because you couldn't pay me to tune into that program uh so poorly poorly managed that's this is the problem with people not being able to wrestlers not being able to script their own stuff of course uh anymore had he had he been in control on the right show, you know. You never know what would happen.
0: Well, we all know it's for an audience of one, and I'm willing to bet Vince has never seen the movie
1: Seven before. (laughs) Yeah, I'm willing to bet that as well. What's
0: this shit? What's this shit? The only movie I saw recently was Field of Dreams. (laughs) No Old Bard. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah, anything the WWE produced, he would have seen.
1: Yeah, See No Evil, greatest movie of all time. (laughs) yeah you can tell by watching those movies that he's not actively watching any other movies no he's
0: isolated in his own bubble that's for sure indeed so the return to raw an eventual release from wwe so although he won his way back to the raw roster raven would lose to jeff hardy in a royal rumble qualifier match in which this would be Mm. his final match in wwe i did watch this match And I was disappointed because I did not want Raven to lose. Of course, I didn't want Jeff to lose either, but I knew the ramifications here. So Raven was then released from the promotion the following week. That was January 20th, 2003. Following his departure from WWE, he joined TNA, Total Nonstop Action, which somehow has come up in conversation multiple times over the past couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah,
1: almost weekly.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to touch on that promotion at some point. I know it very, very well. It's definitely worth it because there's a lot of highs. And even more lows.
1: Yeah, I mean, the match we're about to talk about is good.
0: Yeah. It's a good one. It's not too bad. There's so he, he found a lot of success there, actually. He won the NWA Heavyweight Championship, which I remember watching live on pay-per-view. It was a big deal. He also formed a faction called The Gathering, which did include CM Punk. And he had some feuds with top stars such as Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, and Rhino. He was also part of, and I, I did not like this storyline, EV 2.0 which essentially consisted of former ECW wrestlers. So they were just going back to the wishing well and saying, well, if it worked before, it'll work again. So they had Rob (laughs) Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, Mick Foley, Stevie Richards, Rhino, Brother Devon, Al Snow. And now he's basically semi-retired at this point, only working a handful of matches per year. But again, what I tend to vividly recall was the pay-per-view where he captured the NWA Heavyweight Championship It was Slammiversary 2005. It was King of the Mountain, and it featured some great names. AJ Styles, Monty Brown, highly, highly underappreciated. Abyss and Sean Waltman. For anybody who doesn't know what King of the Mountain is, it's very convoluted. If I recall correctly, off the top of my head, I think you have to defeat an opponent by either pinfall or submission just to earn a chance to win. The person that you pin or submit spends time in a penalty box and then once you defeat an opponent, you climb the ladder. That's the yep. stupidest concept I've ever heard for a match.
1: It's kind of the it's like a, it's like a ladder match going backwards, and a and a elimination chamber match going back backwards. Yeah, at the same time.
0: it's almost as though somebody just took some acid, watched some hockey, watched the elimination chamber, and said, "Ooh,
1: there you go." <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I like a good high concept match. At least it was a little different. But it was you know, at least there's it, there's it, a lot going on in People were being released out of the out of the, um, out of the boxes too early. At, least, at yeah. least
0: it wasn't the reverse battle royal. We'll cover that no, one. I've, actually thought,
1: I've been thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I want that to happen one day.
0: Jesus, that was so bad. It was voted like uh, worst match of the year. It's like, why are people out of the ring, climbing into the ring, and then getting thrown out of the, <laughs> the ring? I don't It feels like a Jerry Seinfeld bit.
1: Let in the ring. What's in the middle of the ring. Yeah,
0: So it's, it's bizarre. So obviously why did it not work out for Raven and WWE? You're going to lay it on us, but I'm
1: sure that we can break that down already. I think you might know already at this point, but uh, when Scott uh, Levy returned to the WWE as Raven in the year 2000, it was his opportunity to break into the top echelon of performers in the company. His momentum, his creative ideas, and passion were flowing, but ultimately none of that mattered. (laughs) Nope. Speaking with the title match with title match wrestling, Raven reflected on this time of his career.
0: Fucking sucked. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, We'll shorten this to, yeah. Uh, I was plenty sober when I got back to the WWE, and I thought (laughs) it was my time, but it wasn't. Unfortunately, sobriety doesn't officially equal WWE success. No, it does not shockingly enough levy continued the locker room was so set that if you're not a wwe guy you haven't done anything in other words none of raven's accolades in ecw and wcw mattered um i think they didn't want to use me in a prominent role that remains true like forever with everybody it's ridiculous and i think that's to their to their loss because there's so there's so much stuff they could have done with people if it wasn't all about vengeance and uh an ego
0: it is to their detriment weeks ago we covered infamously sting and there's a prime right. example there of that too <laughs> is the face of a promotion bring him over and have him lose in his debut yeah. match on the grandest stage of them all it's like how the hell did you get that wrong
1: over yeah, and over again the, that's the ultimate example i guess that's that's over raven i'd say the sting one is the yeah, biggest uh yeah. that's a big flub right there so after after uh after uh, talking to Michael Hayes, uh, Johnny Polo here, Raven, says uh, "In pri- <laughs> when he's talking to Michael Hayes in private, he realized uh, Vince McMahon's true feelings about him back in the WWE. Michael Hayes said that he was in a booking meeting with Vince, who said, who the fuck hired Raven? Jesus. Which I actually think I've heard multiple versions of this, but he actually says, who the fuck hired Johnny Polo?
0: Oh, my God. Indicating
1: that he really basically didn't have an idea that, <laughs> that he had left. And gone elsewhere and done well for himself uh, in other in wrestling itself.
0: Well, remember um, if you go somewhere else, like John Morrison's a great example right now. John Morrison went off to Lucha Underground, Impact, all these promotions around the world was a big success. He comes back, he's paired with The Miz again.
1: That's it. Yeah, like what kind of what what a luxury if you want to call it that for this man to own this company and be the leader of the concept of a professional sport or whatever, mm-hmm. and not even have to take any interest no. in anyone else's version of it. That he can be in this tiny bubble or this huge bubble and never financially need to look at aspects of other places. He's just going to do it here blindly and uh, and and rely on other people to at least learn these things for him.
0: I would pay Ridiculous. such a large sum of cash to see Vince McMahon sit and watch AEW or any other promotion for an entire episode just to hear his commentary. Well, who's this
1: guy? What does he do? Why is Jim Ross <laughs> yeah. there? Who's that Tony yeah. Schiavone?
0: Like, I just love to hear that. I think he would just be so out of his element.
1: You're right. You, you hear Jim Ross, for, you know, right now, he gets a little flack for messing up guys' names in ah, AEW, but cares? you're right. You're right. Vince would have no clue, not even a clue of what was going on. Who's that guy wearing the mask? What the fuck's going on around here? Like, he, he would lose it. <laughs> what did Dean Ambrose get
0: here? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is over. What the, what the fuck's
1: yeah. going on? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is that Stardust? Stardust oh, let me in here for some reason. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, Raven takes this as the way Hayes intimated it was that Vince was like, what the fuck are we hiring him for? Ugh. which it was a kick to the stomach for Raven for sure. Of course. But it, he says it didn't shake him, but I mean, that would have shaken me. Yeah, the I would have been done. Yeah, exactly. I would even, I would not bothered trying. I think is probably how I'm hardwired and a lot of people. would. So, yeah. So away. the
0: man that oversees the entire company is asking why the fuck I'm there. I'm basically saying yeah. I'm going on
1: to Indeed at this point and looking for a new job. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think Michael Hayes' uh, intentions were in telling him that even? I don't Was know. Like, You know, that's maybe something you'd keep to yourself. <laughs> or maybe he's, try, maybe he's trying to help him. I don't
0: know. He's a pretty honest guy, as we know. And if you want to see the it's other fun. side of him, it's listen to The Plane too. Ride from
1: Hell. <laughs> Episode, what do you think, five? Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one, too. Uh, Raven says, nothing shook my confidence. He admits I was too arrogant. Mm. Look, I knew I had the goods. I really believe that. But my heart was already broken when I realized I wasn't going to be used right. What made the Raven character so successful in ECW was Raven's ability to play mind games with his opponents. Yes. Such at the time that he brainwashed the Sandman's son against him. Amazing storyline. Yeah, all of those ECW storylines were were the real deal. His feud with Tommy Dreamer was incredibly emotional, too, which was mainly down to him being allowed to have time on the mic. He's considered one of the best talkers in the industry for a reason. Uh, He was incredible at using words to get the crowd to feel something, whether it be hating him and getting them behind his opponent or loving him as a good guy. Uh, And WWE seemed to ignore all of this. Yes. They threw him into a team with Taz simply because they are former ECW guys, despite them hardly interacting during their time together in ECW. He was put in the hardcore division, which we both agreed is trash. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, because of Vince McMahon's view of ECW wrestlers all being hardcore guys. That's all Vince knows about the concept.
0: That's true. Uh, Imagine showing him a match between like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, any of those guys and
1: saying, what, they were over there. Yeah, exactly. He probably had no idea. Uh, Although this was quite entertaining at times, he didn't have any meaningful feuds. He was then deemed a joke when put in a storyline with Perry, Saturn and Moppy. Jesus. I hope this is the last podcast ever or possibly uh, last uh, broadcasting situation ever in my life where I have to say the word Moppy multiple (laughs) times.
0: God, I hope so. I'm sure we can collectively agree, Corey, that Raven's WWE tenure was a complete and utter letdown And, and that it seems how poorly he was utilized and how little he was featured. But based on Raven's incredible mind for the industry, one would feel as though he would be better suited for a creative role within the company. But apparently he actually refused offers on multiple occasions. Whether this is true or not remains to be seen, but I'll take his word for it but he did not want to be a cog. And I get this line that he said. I remember reading it. Furthermore, he didn't want to see, quote, great ideas go unused since it would be so taxing to him emotionally.
1: That's fair. Look, look, his great seven idea doesn't get used. That, that, how would you... He has a great idea and it gets thrown in the trash. Why would you want to go work for people who are not gonna use these intelligent ideas but use the stupid goddamn mob story? Like?
0: It's ridiculous. I've heard Chris Jericho speak about at length, like Jim Ross, others where if he was hungry, being Vince McMahon, he wouldn't even listen to your idea no matter how no matter how good it was. You'd have to ask his <laughs> if assistant. If he was hungry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because if he was hungry, he wouldn't pay attention to you. Like it, right. it's it's that bizarre. Like literally, it's Willy Wonka in his mind. Yeah.
1: Exactly. There's like a whole world there that, when the top comes cr- crashing down, is inevitably it has to. They're all gonna kind of be released and be like, what, "What is? Where am I? What is this world? What? You know, it's they're gonna be just roaming around like people just let out of a camp and just be like, "What is? What is the world?" That's what know? I
0: mean. It feels like Willy Wonka and you're in his chocolate yeah. factory and nothing makes yeah. sense. Like Why is there a giant blueberry here? Because it can be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yowzers. Yeah, well. Final I'm thoughts on Raven,
0: by the way. Like, a- <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, good God. I don't know. I, I mean, Raven as the human. Well, I've, I've heard both sides to this story too. So I was about to say Raven as a human, great guy, but I've, I've heard some things that probably in the year two thousand twenty would not be going down. So, so edibly. That's not uh-huh. good. But alas, uh, the, the you know, clearly uh, a guy is able to do multiple different things and worked and, and you know. It didn't work out in WWE. That does not negate an entire career uh, elsewhere.
0: Uh, What about me? What about Raven? (laughs) Well, quote the Raven nevermore. This concludes another episode of the Pro Wrestling Stories podcast. Listen and subscribe to future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Pro Wrestling Stories on Facebook, at Pro Wrestling Stories, and Twitter at PWS underscore official.
1: Is there a moppy shirt?
0: No and
1: I hope
0: to God there's not you can actually have a moppy shirt to wipe
1: up the tears of Raven how about that there you go (laughs) there's a design in there somewhere you designed that shirt for us 8% off your order (laughs) it's like but they could use
0: 10 using the promo code podcast shut up Chris (laughs) don't tell them that
1: so stop by
0: pwsts.com today check out the entire collection podcast for 10% off your order leave us a review you could win said t-shirt from pwsts.com i'm chris Black. he's Corey rivard happy trails to you until we meet again